Welcome to Compression, the quest to $100 million in just one year. Join me, your host, Logan Freeman, in this one-of-a-kind interactive podcast experience where I am on a quest to compress three years of achievement and production into 12 months. And no, the answer is not to just work harder. I'm bringing you not only ideas and concepts that are complete at the theoretical level, but they're also effective at the applied level. Look guys, knowledge is not power. It is potential power. Knowledge plus massive strategic action equals power. We're talking about strategy, systems, accountability, all in real time. This is Compression. Welcome back to the Compression Podcast. I am energized, thriving, and focused today. I always am a little worried on Fridays how I'm going to be at the end of the week, especially on days like today where I'm recording from 10 o'clock in the morning until 2 p.m. and then have meetings afterwards. Why do you do this to yourself, Logan? Um, but I got my Wim Hof breathing going on, feeling good. The lights aren't making me too red. My ears aren't too red. My stress levels are are uh, at an all-time low, uh, doing some good things in regards to that. Got chiropractic all taken care of. Garrett, I know you're listening to this. And, uh, you know, Dr. G said, hey, man, I've heard you every Monday for the last three weeks talk about how you've missed your chiropractor meeting. And uh, if you missed this week, I was going to give you a call. So, hey, you got me aligned. I'll be back in at the end of the month. We'll keep it rolling. Dr. G, Really appreciate you, brother, and uh, everything that you're doing. Got me feeling good. Talked a lot about the parasympathetic nervous system, the vagus nerve, all of these different things that I just went deep in after uh, my meeting with you. And, uh, you know, I've got uh, some Wim Hof breathing. I had a little bit of a cold shower this morning. That's hard to do, but it really lit me up, man. I got that energy going, flowing. Here it is. We're here. It's Friday. We're going to do an interesting episode today. Uh, if you listen to the podcast last week, you know, we eclipsed the $50 million mark. And so what we're going to do uh, today is kind of dive into, you know, how we got here and where we're at and taking a step back and saying, okay, we got six more months for the rest of the year. How do you want it to feel? How do you want it to look? What, what's going well? What's not going well? And Jerome's going to lead this charge for us as he always does. But I'm very excited about this to kind of take a radical transparent look at everything I've got going on and, and, and staying true to you guys and staying, staying true to myself, you know? And, and so here we go, Jerome, where you want to start at, man. I am all yours today. I have no, I have no agenda to push on anything. (laughs) You always have an angle, but it's all good, man. So the first question is, you know, back in November, you called, you're like, Hey man, why don't you go on this journey with me? Um, it's like, you sure? He's like, well, I don't know. I'm talking to another guy. And he said he wants whatever he wants. And I was like, that's a lot of money. <laughs> that's a lot of money. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess if you're worth it, you're worth it, right? But, you know, when you think about Logan in November of last year, I don't know how many doors you were at at that point. I don't know, you know, what was in the pipeline from a transaction standpoint and so on and so forth. And you think about, the past six months, what do you think? Well, I think I'm impressed. Uh, I feel good about it. The 
I'm always my, my more worst self-critic, right? But um, what the, stands out to me from a positive is, you know, getting some leverage in our business and the people that are now involved. We're nine strong at FTW Investments, and I'm very excited about continuing to add to those to those uh, to those numbers. But you know, I think that for me, when I think back where I was November, dude, it's so much growth. It's growth, and it's it's also control of my own discipline in regards to my mental health. And I know that that word has been thrown out there so much. Uh, I knew I was going to charge hard. I knew I was going to be pushing on every facet that I could. I knew it was going to be tough. But the last six months, I think I've done a really good job of, you know, understanding where I'm at from a stress level standpoint, taking some serious radical changes and implementing them and feeling really good right now in regards to my health, kind of the direction and the stress levels that we've got, man. I know I dubbed this year as the year of health. Um, you know, I haven't lost a bunch of weight per se. I don't know. I haven't jumped on the, the scale, uh, but I feel more energized. I feel sustainable. I've got, I've got tools that I can pull out. And a part of that is applying leverage through hiring the right people that can take things off of my plate. And we talked a lot about that back in December and January and February Still not where I want to be, but feel so much better about that. Uh, and then my confidence levels, right? I mean, the confidence is, I think, a huge thing that has changed, increased. You know, I've, I've put this confidence in the bank, you know, and I can, I, the cookie jar is just so much more full, I feel like, man. I can dip in to this cookie jar and I've got a tool, I've got a model, I've got someone like you, my wife, that I can talk to. And um, I'm willing to do it, you know, uh, the things that, so I'll pause there. I, we'll, we'll pause there. I've got some, some negatives that I want to get into as well, but I think that the, the question was how I'm, how I'm feeling about the last six months. So we'll, we'll pause there unless you want me to go into the, the next tenant. Well, we'll go there, but I just, you said impress uh, six months ago, you wouldn't have said that. Right. Like that you would have been talking about whatever the next thing is. That's there would right. have been no appreciation for what has happened. It would, I'm not done yet. I got to keep going, right? right? And you're you're in a totally different headspace, right? Yes. And that, I think that leads to the mental health, yes. right? I was having a conversation this morning and a gentleman was telling me like, I feel like I need to be doing something. I feel, I was like, but wait, like, what if you don't? Yeah. Right. What if you don't do it right now? Like, is it going to make any difference in your world? Or, or if it takes another day or two days or two weeks? And I'm not saying that we shouldn't be urgent or intentional. Sure. But we create these constructs that can eventually become crushing. Mm -hmm. And then we don't enjoy the journey because we're after it. We're going right. and we, we don't actually see what's happening as we're creating and evolving. And so you know, before we go down this path of what you call losses, what's been top five wins? And you don't have it written down because we decided we we're going to do this at the beginning. Yeah. What are your top five wins over the last six months? Okay. Well, in no order um, from one to five, because I'm on Tim Grover's model of everything is number one right now. You know, so his chapters in his book are all labeled number one. I think that is hilarious. And I'm going to I'm going to steal that from him right now. So 
no specific order. Um, my faith life, man, uh, being able to get in silence, embrace it. And I actually crave it now. I crave getting into a headspace that allows me to just be and be there. I'm still learning this meditation thing. And I'm a more active meditator, I think, than any, you know, sitting there and just, you know, doing it. But I, I've realized if I can slow down throughout the week, and I've built this in every single Wednesday now, um, it has increased my ability uh, to let go, to surrender, and to be just who I am and accept that. And that's, I think, your, your point there is that you made is I'm able to celebrate some successes. I'm able to, to make life feel like and look like art instead of just a competition every single day. And, uh, you know, there's some conflicting ideas there. And I'm sure Tim Grover would have his own, you know, ideas about that. But that's a huge win for me, man. I mean, it really is. And a lot of that is uh, the time that I spend working on my faith and my meditation and my breathing uh, and all of that. So that's that's one. Second one is my relationship with Taylor. You know, I used to just kind of run, not run from conflict, but not engage it. And I would let it sit there and fester and, 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 and turn into something bigger. I actually would forget about it because I'm a male and I move on very, very quickly and I don't think about things. She does not. She will run it through her head a thousand times and go in the worst place possible. So instead of letting that happen, I've said, okay, well, let me sit down. I know I got a thousand things to do. This is my most important thing right now. And let me, let me fix this. Uh, not fix. Let me listen to this and let me hear this and let me feel this and be empathetic. That has made leaps and bounds uh, in our relationship together, which just then leads to more energy and more drive and more inspiration, which is super exciting for me. The third one, man, has to be the leverage in the business, utilizing, thinking differently, uh, utilizing other people, uh, getting things off of my plate, uh, ability to scale, take some deals full cycle, get on top of the operations, really, really dive into that. Last December, you and I had a couple conversations about, hey, this is the inflection point and we've got it. We've got to take care of this. And that's been such a big focus. And I feel so much better about that part of it. We are not where we need to be, but is any operator where they need to be? I don't know, but we are striving. We are the, where energy goes, focus flows. We are, we are focused on it. We are putting energy to it and uh, we're reaping some of the rewards for that. So that's, that's the third one. Fourth one's got to be my health, man. Uh, it has to be the ability for me now to realize heart's going, heart's going, heart's going, stop, 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 sit, breathe, think differently, change your physiology, change your focus, change your language, change something, get out of this space. I read a quote from James Clear on his newsletter earlier this week, he said, instead of looking at the day as a kind of a one size fits all or one, one, no, not one size fits all, one period in the game, break it up into four. Even if something happens in your first quarter that really throws you off, guess what? You can pick it up in the second or the third or the fourth quarter. If it happens in the third quarter, you still got the fourth quarter. Break your days up that way. Don't chalk them up to a loss. Turn it around and deal with it right then and there. Uh, so that's been my fourth one, man. I feel good in regards to my energy. I probably look a little differently if you guys are watching. 
the shows, you know, I think that my face is thinning out just a little bit, which is good. Uh, means my clothes are fitting okay. My body's definitely changing. I'm getting older, guys. I'm 30, 31 and, and uh, feeling, <laughs> feeling a little bit older than that. But at the end of the day, my health feels really good. Um, I had that x-ray at the chiropractor and man, everything was, I was worried about how my body was and uh, it's in a lot better shape than I, than I thought. I got my physical uh, coming up in August. He'll really tell me what's going on in my body. But, uh, you know, man, that's, that's so important is energy and sustainability. And my wife, multiple times, Taylor has said, you're a big guy. You got to take care of it. I don't want to do this life without you. I need you. Uh, and when you have that type of focus from your home, I tell you what, it, it's, it's a big one. And then that culture has been ingrained in FTW. Uh, three of the four people, uh, three of the, you know, the folks at FTW have done 75 hard this week, you know, this year. I mean, it's just fun to have that, that uh, focus on, on your health. And that's super important. Last one. I, I've got to say, man, I think that uh, the last one's kind of a toss up for me. But uh, it has to be enjoying the space that I am in. I have created spaces that in, inspire me, right? I, I like look forward to, to getting to work and I've made it easy with my cameras, with my screens, with my lights, with my two offices. I'm building a podcast studio at our new office. I've made it inspiring. And I've said, hey, I want to level up how I feel when I am working and in the space that I am working in to be inspired in that space. Uh, so that's probably the last one that I would say. Uh, that's five. I could keep going, but we'll, we'll stick with those five, man. No, I think those are amazing. And it, it shows where you are mentally because none of these things were what you were talking about in November. I mean, I remember when you went in the cave back in February, yep. right? And you had COVID and all this other stuff. So the timing lined up pretty well, but it wasn't how are we going to get more people in? It's what am I going to do to fix this and yep. grow it and control the choke points and take the mountain? It was, and, you know, Naval Ravikant showed up and we started talking about leverage and just continue to go down the path. So yep. this is awesome. And, you know, I, I think in the growth, it's easy to forget about the wife and the kids, right? But yes. you, you took time off for the first time and you guys took Bella out and Z-Man's growing and pulling up and he's going to be running soon. You're oh, yeah. Trouble, brother. Um, but, you know, th those things are easy to forget about when you're trying to acquire and grow and conquer. And you've made sure that you've built the business around your life and not right. the life around the business. Okay. So there was one thing that came up, ended up being emotional in that period, just because I think it made you be a little more reflective. And that was the death of, um, what's his name? Parker's, Parker's yeah. buddy. That's right? right. And so, you know, what, now we're looking back on it, maybe a month, six weeks later, I mean, what takeaways do you have from, you know, the fragility of life, yeah. if that's a word? It is a great question. One that I haven't spent a lot of time thinking about um, directly. But now that you asked the question, I think that uh, what it's done is, is helped even, uh, ex ex I guess it would be uh, exclaim 
the priorities. And uh, for me, letting go of little things, okay? I was really tough, like really tough on myself from November to probably end of March, maybe even last month, you know, in, in April. But at the end of the day, I, I'm able to get past little things and not hold grudges because you never know what's going to happen with somebody. What, and so I'm trying to uh, think about this in a way that is non-judgmental. Man, my, my eyes have been opened the last 15 months, just from a worldview standpoint and perspective, which needed to happen, but also uh, in regards to the people that I'm with every single day, I just don't put as much energy towards unfulfilling things that I used to. And I'm like, you know what? It'll, it'll, it'll work itself out. Time is the best antidote to all of this. But me sitting here, running it through my head, trying to figure out what I'm going to say, what I'm going to do, how I'm going to affect it. I, I got no control over a lot of that stuff. So I was getting out of my circle of, uh, or my locus of control. And I was in my locus of concern a lot. And uh, when, when that happened, it really kind of extenuated the, the fact that, you know, you got to give people, you got to love more, you got to be around, uh, you know, uh, people that are inspiring and, and, and focus on looking at the positive instead of the negative here. Uh, and so that just put that in perspective of how fast everything can change and how fast it can be gone and allowed me to be in the moment more, Jerome. I was able to just step back and say, I'm here right now. This is what I'm doing. And I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. And I'm going to try to be non-judgmental. And I've made huge strides on that. And uh, that, that feels very, very good. Because that was one of my big focuses uh, from a virtue standpoint. Be where your feet are. Be That's present. right. Okay. So <laughs> you'll get a kick out of this question because you never think about it. What's been easier than what you expected? Oh, man. What's been easier? Um. That's a good question. You know, I don't think about that. I would say, you know, I was a little worried about my, my morning routine, you know, and not, uh, not being able to, get, to sustain getting up at, at 4am. And uh, that has been so easy for me this year. I almost look forward to getting up. Like, who says that? It's four, four, it's four in the morning. I don't, the alarm is, is, is almost unnecessary. Now. Um, I get up inspired. I have gotten a routine that allows me to look forward to the next day. That has been easier. I did not know if I was going to be able to sustain that. And, uh, that has been so easy for me and it's coming almost naturally now, uh, which, you know, I didn't think was going to be the case. And so I, I have to say, you know, morning routine and looking forward to the next day has been so much easier than I expected it to be with all of the things that I was trying to accomplish this year. Okay. And you changed the morning routine oh, in the same stance. So, I mean, let's talk a little bit about the changes to the morning routine. And I suspect there's probably a little anxiety with some of the changes before they happened. And so what has been kind of the result of making that adjustment? When I went in the cave back in February, I was trying to figure out how to get more productive. <laughs> and I put this poll out to, to the LinkedIn family and uh, only a few people knew that I was 
being facetious, I think a little bit, uh, but it was, is being effective or efficient more important? And for six years, I've tried to be super efficient and that's, that's fine, I suppose, you know, but you have to be focused on the right things. And so the morning routine going back into uh, my productivity in February got me 35 to 40 minutes out of a journal that I didn't need to be doing. And I'm not going to say nobody needs to do it. If you do not have the structure and the way to think about uh, your days, then you do need that stuff. But I stopped spending 40 minutes writing the same thing down every single day to the same answers to the same questions and looking at my schedule. All I needed to do was put it on Monday, which is a productivity system, and put it on my calendar and use one journal that inspires me from a quarterly, monthly, weekly standpoint. And, and dude, I tell you what, it has been a game changer for me in my morning routines. It allows me to get in the books more. It allows me to, to do my breathing exercises. It allow, it, I've found things that have, have created much more energy and the ROI on them is tenfold than when I was spending time in Brendan Burchard's High Performance Planner for 40 minutes uh, every single day. And it was actually stressing me out, trying to get it filled out, not filling it out, and then actually looking through my, my meetings and saying, what's the worst thing can happen in each one of them? That actually created more anxiety in my life uh, that was not productive um, than, than, than it was bringing me any type of return on investment. So changed up that morning routine. I don't do that journal anymore. I've got my habits here. I know them. I'm here. I'm looking at it. It's always open right here on my desk but not spending 40 minutes on a journal. Taylor said, why do you keep doing that? Why do you keep doing that? I was like, because I've done it that way the whole, my whole life. That's the only way to do it. Well, that's the fixed mindset, Logan, creeping in. And so I checked myself about six weeks ago and uh, man, it's been a game changer. So that's been the, the change up that has provided so much more energy and, and uh, excitement for my days. So you made that change, but what did, you didn't get rid of it. I mean, can, like you, you've made some productivity changes and so you move to stuff going on the calendar and so on and so forth. So walk through how that change in visibility has maybe led to some more efficiency. Yeah. Dare I say? <laughs> Absolutely, man. Well, I hit on one of the points is, you know, going through every single meeting when you have 12 of them in a day uh, took time. It, it, it actually took my energy to think through all of those. I, I look at them. I know they're there. If I don't know the person, then I'm making sure I look them up who they are before. But I was spending so much mental energy and juice to that, that it was just getting tired. And I was getting stressed out before the day even started. Removing that aspect has allowed me to focus more on pro product, you know, profit producing activities, which is reading, which is uh, making sure I've got my top three for every single day. Uh, but I didn't stop necessarily doing the journal. I just changed how it's being implemented. That has created much more mental energy, which I can now go focus on better and more high quality things, which is which has you know been the most productive out of all of those. And, and the efficiency has gone uh, through the roof. The other thing that I did on that that front was I stopped checking email every 10 minutes. And uh, that's been a game changer as well, is I turn those notifications off. I stop checking it every 10 minutes. And when I'm doing something, I'm doing that and that alone. And that has allowed me to, to not live 
outside of the moment that I'm in again. So those two things I think were, were the biggest takeaways from, from that change, man. Yeah. But you can't leave out delegating, right? Your ability to delegate because of the raised visibility. So talk about maybe what's been your biggest surprise with delegation, right? Because initially we always think, well, I'm the only one that can do that. Right. I'm the only one that can do it that good. Yes. So delegation, big, big part of the delegation for me was getting things scheduled. I have so many things to get scheduled, meetings that need to be scheduled, people that don't want to use the Calendly links, being able to get that off of my plate uh, onto Monday and not be focused on it all the time has done two things. One, giving me hours back, but two, the ones that don't get scheduled actually didn't need to be scheduled. And boom, there is the success uh, factor right there. It was, was not taking time for things that did not need to be on my schedule. And if they don't get scheduled, then they don't get scheduled, you know? And I was, you know, so control freak about having all of those things on the schedule, getting it done and taking care of it that, you know, it was taking time for me to actually get it scheduled. And then I was having meetings that I didn't need to be having. And so that was huge, man. So I delegated that part. And then I also delegated uh, having the first calls with investors, man. Uh, the action plan has been a game changer. So people go through the action plan, they get the recording, they get the document. By the time that we have the call, it's either one, they don't have the call or two, I want to learn more. And I've already gone through this training and listened to five podcasts and I already know who you are. And boom, the trust level with those calls, the ROI on those calls have gone through the roof. And uh, that's being very, very successful and, and have been a, an awesome thing to delegate. So having the people, but also having that, that evergreen process of when investors come in, this is where you go. This is where you start, go through the training. Then you get a call with me. And, and that was huge. The last thing I did, man, was I only do calls on Tuesdays and Thursdays and they're specific times. They're lined up. I batch them. I know they're coming, I prepare for them, and I stay in the same mental headspace for all of those calls. And I just get on a roll, I'm much more productive, and they are, uh, the calls go so much better. So I've, I've delegated time to certain aspects of my business as well, uh, and able to batch those, man. Uh, you were telling me, dude, you gotta stop going to all of those places and meeting all those people. Well, guess what? People come to me now. People meet at the rail line now. Hey, two to four on Fridays, you know where I'm going to be. You want to get in, book it on the calendar. It might be three weeks out, but we'll get it on there and I'll be there. You want to have a call? Got 15 minute slots on Tuesdays, Thursday from 10 to two. Let's go. Here it is. Go through the training first. I'm training that, uh, you know, the, the people around my life. And that this, this comes back to Oren Klaff's pitch anything, but respect your time. And you've done this for a long time, but respect that time. If you're going to grab an hour and cancel on me five minutes beforehand, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Now, legitimate reasons do come up, but it's the third, fourth time you tried to schedule with me, game, game over. So I stopped running my, my tail all over town. This is where I'm at. This is what we're doing. We've got a monthly uh, larger networking event. If you want to come meet, let's do it at the event with 15 other people that want to meet at that time. And I'll just go from one to the other. So batching has been a game changer for me, man. Batch like a boss. Yes. That's compression wow. right there in action. 
This is insane. I can't wait to go back and listen to this one. Okay, so biggest surprise last six months. Biggest surprise last six months. Woo! I'll say this. My, the biggest surprise for me is when, I, when we started hiring people, I originally thought it was going to take more of my time. It has taken less of my time. We've got self-starters. We've got people. We've got processes. It's moving. It's a machine. It's going. And boom. That has been huge. I had this big anxiety around when I started bringing people in that, holy cow, it's going to take so much more time for you. Yeah, up front it did. But now I've got the right people in the right seats. They don't need me every single minute of every single day. Huge surprise for me and a very enlightening one, which is very exciting as well. So that would be the biggest surprise, man. The, the people that we brought on, I have not had to spend as much time as I thought they were going to. And they've been much more, uh, you know, successful than I, I originally uh, kind of accounted to as well. So there you go. Wow. That's, that's pleasant right there, man. Okay. So what's been your biggest frustration? <sighs> this dang market that we're in. <laughs> Tell me more. Um, you know, the biggest frustration was deals were just getting done last year, baby. Boom, 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 boom. And uh, it's because we didn't have as much competition. So the work that we have to do now, because we have not changed our underwriting standards uh, to get one deal is tenfold from what it was last year. So we've had to get more creative. We've had to get, uh, you know, we've had to increase the deal velocity. We've had to hire for somebody to handle all the analysis up front. I've got an intern at the office right now looking at every on-market deal, making sure we know things aren't slipping through the cracks. So that's been, a, that's been one of the biggest frustrations. The other one, for, and that's more on the business side, more on the, the, the personal side, I think the, the biggest frustration with, with what I'm, you know, kind of going through is, you know, crucial conversations are important for any business, but, you know, I've shied away from some crucial conversations uh, in the moment because I like to, and, and I don't know if this is a, a frustration or not, it, it, but it's something that I, I'm, I've got on my heart. And it's, you know, instead of expressing my, my opinions or, uh, you know, the way that I think about something when I disagree, I, I'm, I've been taking a lot of time to go back and assess the situation, look at it from all perspectives, and then go. But that's also caused me not to be as up, not upfront, but as confident in some certain uh, conversations that I would like to have. And that's probably my biggest frustration with myself is, is not sticking my nose in and just holding my ground. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if there's something there or not, but that's been a big frustration for me uh, and it, it usually doesn't really turn into long lasting frustration. But when I look at myself holistically, I like to be a little more direct and this is the way it is. And it's going to be that way. I just don't know if that's my personality or not, or if it's me just shying away from uh, conflict. I, that's, that's been my biggest frustration uh, thus far. Hmm. Well, we'll talk about that on another call. That, yeah, that's interesting. There's more there, but we're not going to dive today. All right. So let's talk about the losses. What's the biggest loss? 
<sighs> biggest loss, man. I'm gonna have to really rack myself for 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 finding one of these. Yeah, I'm gonna have Good. To, I'm gonna have to think deep. Because that's not what you would have done six months ago. Yeah. You gave me five, and then I was like, all right, so Logan, what do you like? Uh... <laughs> I need to think about that. Yeah, I, I'd say, man, biggest loss for me up to this point. <laughs> you guys hear the struggle here. I, you know. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think through my, you know, personal life, my professional life, my health life, my faith life, and what a biggest loss for me would be. I, Jerome, I don't have an answer, man. I thought I did, but maybe it was the biggest frustration is my biggest loss. Maybe is the one, the one thing that keeps coming back to mind is this, this point of, of uh, either shying away or maybe trying to be more holistic about it. Um, that, uh, that's gotta be the, that, that's the only thing that comes to mind. I mean, you've been with me every week for, for nine, eight months now. What, what am I missing? I figured you were going to say something about COVID, but that turned into a win because you learned so much in that period. Yeah. Um, I really thought that's where you're going to go. There's been a few weeks where you're disappointed for not being as patient as you wanted to be with Taylor yeah. or you know, being tired or um, not as energetic as you wanted to be. You were missing your workout. Yeah, that that, that's, you, you hit it on the head. I think being the, being the guy that is so focused on this business, I get so excited about it that, uh, you know, I've, I've lost a little bit of interest in interesting things to other people. How about that? That would be my biggest loss is not being as, curious with what's going on with with the people around me so biggest loss is being so focused on the business so focused on growth and getting better that I have not taken a curiosity a genuine curiosity in the closest people around me there it is you pulled it out of me I need to be more curious less focused on myself more curious about what other people are doing and ask those questions because I have I have little patience uh, for things that, uh, especially during the days, that uh, you know don't don't benefit what we're trying to accomplish, and I could step back and take a little more genuine curiosity in other people. That's a great. One. Why are we talking about that? Why? Wait, wait, who thinks about that stuff? I can imagine how that conversation. Are you serious? Like, is that something you're thinking about in the middle of the day? What about these units? Right. Yeah. <laughs> what about this race we're doing in house? Like, what? What? You're talking about that? What are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? And I've had that that impatience has come through multiple times. And people are like, hey man, just 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 take it, take, take a breather. Take a breather. <laughs> and, and especially my yeah. wife, you know. I mean she's uh, there for all of it though. Yeah. I mean, Absolutely. It's it's hard. It's it's hard. Uh, and especially, you know, there's a big difference between being an employee and being an employer. And the level of responsibility that you shoulder in that, right? Yeah. You know, sure, as a leader, you have people who are counting on you, but as an owner, the buck stops with you. And if something doesn't go well or something doesn't go as well as you need it to go, right? then something bigger doesn't happen. And you live in a world where you're only as good as your last deal. You're only as good as your last raise. 
And if any of that doesn't happen, it's a serious step backwards and people start questioning all the other stuff. And I mean, it's, it's a very slippery slope. And so you've got to be at a peak performance level and you, you've got to deliver. Um, and so it's, it's great that you already are a compressor and continuing to, you know, grow into that. Um, it was really cool to see Tim Grover go on these podcasts and, Starting to talk about some of the stuff we've been talking about here over the past few months. That that was very serendipitous, and so maybe we need to have him on the compressor podcast, compression oh, podcast, at some time. That is a goal. Get him to say, "Hey, you guys took my methodology of of a cooler, a closer, and a cleaner, and took it up one notch to a compressor, baby." I would love to have Tim on. We'll get him on here. He's coming. It's going to be a bigger deal. We got to get to the end of the road and yep. people are going to hear about it and be like, what? They did what? Okay. Right. And so, you know, we're getting up on time, man. The, the, the question that I think you're probably going to go on the longest rant for is the one I saved for close to the end. I hope you got a quote ready because we need a quote, but you know, what are you most grateful for? Man, I am grateful for my health. I am grateful for my family and I am grateful for the people that I get to spend time with every single day. It is so empowering knowing that you've got a support system. You have people pulling you up that keep you accountable. It is a different life that I live. And it's a life is my playground, but also I got people all from every aspect peering in and saying, hey, this is what's going on. This is what I'm seeing. And being open to that, right, being open to everything and attached to nothing has allowed me to look holistically this year and focus on that sustainability. I am so grateful for you for this podcast that allows me to say celebrate your wins, slow down for a moment, breathe, get your stress levels under control. I had no idea Dr. G was listening to this every single Monday, worried about my stress levels and if I was going to cancel that meeting. I, or that that appointment like who what are we talking like what and, and that is just incredible I'm so grateful for that I'm grateful that we decided to do this and created this and it's out there and nine months ago it was nothing and now it is something I'm grateful for you know all of that and I'm also grateful for living in Kansas City in a market that I can continue to grow a business on and that I love what I get to do every single day. And that's it, man. That is all of it. And it's right there. I've got mentors saying, hey, I want to be a part of what you got going on, but focus on your faith, focus on your family, focus on your fitness. Everything else will take care of itself. And boy, oh boy, that's been a complete perspective shift that if I can get down this year and continue to focus on and work on, the sky is the limit, baby. The sky is the limit because it's all about sustainability, man. It's all about sustainability. Yeah, it breaks if it's not built for the duration. I think people can sprint all they want, but this thing's a marathon. If, you, if you're going to do it at the highest level, it's a Yes, marathon. absolutely, man. So where's the quote? I, I know you got one. I got is one, it, baby. Iggy okay. Azalea this week? Who, who is it? Okay, um, let me find out who this is from really quickly. So you guys bear with me. This won't take uh, long, but I want to give the, the quote to the right. Uh, I want to attribute the quote to the right place. So give me one second. I got to pull up an email 
from James Clear. Okay, so it is from James. So James is going to be a repeat offender on the podcast, guys. If you don't know who James Clear is, you have to get into his his book, his content. He's original. Woo! It is awesome. So his quote, which comes from Brian Adams' meeting this week, reminded me of something I read on the newsletter, but it's this. Patience is a competitive advantage. In a surprising number of fields, you can find success if you are simply willing to do the reasonable thing longer than most people. There it is. Do the thing longer than most people. Brian told me, he said, I've got some great mentors. And I know he does. Some big, big time mentors. He said, you know what? This is a weird business. It goes up and it goes down. But everybody who sustained over the last 25 years and has done it the right way is in a really, really good spot right now. So patience is a competitive advantage. That's the quote this week. Didn't even have to get my handy dandy little yellow book out for our quote because I knew that that was on my heart and I wanted to express that from the meeting that I had with with Brian earlier this week, which he's a rock star, man. So there it is. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Logan, we uh, hopefully we met your expectations for the episode today. Yes, we did. This was fun, man. We, I, I'm excited exceeded. for the journey. We yeah. exceeded it. You got the one loss out of me that I needed to focus on that I did not even, it was not in my, my conscience. Like my, just wasn't thinking about it. But with my interactions with people, instead of being so focused on growth, 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 I've got to continue to keep that genuine curiosity in other people's lives. I've always struggled with this, especially when it's my thing and I'm growing it and you're here to help. I, you know, so I have to be a little more subtle, take a little more curiosity. And I got to pat myself on the back this week because I did go out to lunch with our director of operations and gave him a, an awesome hour. He gave me an awesome hour and we had an incredible conversation and I had a great meeting with Port KC and a guy over there that's crushing it as well, which is a quasi government uh, organization here in Kansas City that does real estate development. I did take a genuine curiosity in those two folks. So I do have to give myself a little, little pat on the back, but with Taylor, with Parker, with Corey, with Jerome, a little more curiosity will go a long way. So anyways, I really appreciate this mid-year recap. Thanks for tuning in. 50.6, I believe is where we're at. Uh, wait till next week. That number will continue to rise and we will be back next week on another episode of Compression. Thank you, Jerome, for leading us through the mid-year recap, my man. This is outstanding. Thank you. Talk soon, guys. I appreciate you tuning in to another episode of Compression. My mission for this show is to do my part in helping you crush your limiting beliefs rise above mediocrity and live as the best version of yourself if you feel inclined please share this show with someone who could benefit someone who needs to hear this message as always please leave us a review wherever you're listening and connect and engage with me on linkedin and head on over to compressionpodcast.com where you can subscribe and when you do you're going to get access to my live goal tracker, resources to download that will help you along your own compression journey, and you're going to be able to stay up with the episodes. Until next time, we'll talk soon.